Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Well, hello, and welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls, grateful as always to be here with you and grateful listeners for you taking the time to tune in. I'm excited for our guest today and what she has to share. Uh, joining us is Nancy Lindgren. She's founder and CEO of More Mentoring, a renowned organization dedicated to mobilizing mentors. With a wealth of experience and a genuine heart for others, Nancy is a trusted coach and consultant for those seeking growth in their mentoring relationships. And also, maybe a bigger part of Nancy, she's a wife, she's a mom, very recently, she's a grandma, and she's a Christ follower. And so with that, Nancy, if I left, left anything out, please, what would you add to that? Oh, well, you summed me up pretty well. We live in Colorado up in the mountains. So I'm looking out at my window, a big 14er right outside my window. So it's a beautiful scenery that we get to live in. And we're just grateful to be here and grateful for God's call on my life in regards to mentoring. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. So a uh, quick, quick question. Um, have you always been drawn to the mountains? You know, it's so interesting. We would come out here, bring our kids out here on family vacations, and we always love it. And our kids loved it. My husband grew up coming out here. So yeah, we have been drawn to the mountains. We are much more mountain people than we are ocean people. Very cool. So it's interesting. I used to have a, I had a CrossFit gym and we would ask, you know, the question of the day. And once in a while we'd say, okay, ocean or mountain? And me being an ocean person, um, it was you know, I was always amazed at the amount of, of the amount of mountain people. I was like, "Oh, well, isn't that interesting?" But that's all I thought I gave it. So <laughs> my so hair gets too found... frizzy in the humidity. <laughs> oh, right. That's that... why I like the dry hair. <laughs> that's definitely a factor. So yep. cool. So as as I as I think about your introduction, um, there we there's mentoring mentioned, there's coach mentioned, there's consultant mentioned. And from my background, as I've gotten into uh, to coaching, leadership coaching, those are three pretty distinct things, even though um, the, the layperson may just kind of lump them all together, right? Uh, so right. if you would, um, just unpack for us, what's, what's, what's a consultant? What's a mentor? What's a coach? And, and, and what's the overlap? Yeah, that's the good. That's great. Great question. I would say, you know, let's start with even the mentor part. You know, I've been a mentor for many, many years, probably over 20 years. I really became a mentor back when I was in high school. I had a, a friend whose mom passed away and she just needed someone to walk alongside her. And I stepped into her grief and walked with her. And to this day, she calls me her mentor. Even back then, you know, that word wasn't even used. And so that was kind of the beginning of my journey. I just saw the importance of it. I saw how much 
how easy it is. You don't have to say a lot. You can just walk with someone, sit with them in their pain, rejoice with them as they rejoice and just, and pray with them. And that, you know, for all these years, I've kind of modeled that to other people, other women, and especially moms. I have a big heart for moms. And so I have been a mentor to many, many women over these years, and I've loved it. And the simplicity of it, and yet the power of it has what is what has struck me. And that's what I want to help other people. And so that's why I've really started this ministry called More Mentoring. It's like, I want others to be able to step into that role and do this and know that they can do it. And it's done with simplicity and yet with power. And so that word mentor, you know, can be intimidating to some people. It can be like, what does that actually mean? And I just like to keep it really simple. And then coach, you know, I really feel like I'm a coach to the mentors out there who are saying, I don't know what to do. I'm not qualified for this. I'm fearful. I'm intimidated. Help me. You know, so I kind of feel like I'm that voice as a coach saying, cheering them on, saying, you can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. And so I really feel like I'm a coach to those mentors, potential mentors. And then I'm a consultant really to ministry leaders that are out there and, and other people wanting to do this at their organization or at their church. They know that mentoring is important and they know that it's needed. They just don't know where to start and they don't have all the tools needed. And so our ministry and really myself, I speak with a lot of leaders that are wanting to do this on a bigger perspective. And so I'm here to consult with them and share my story with them. I've helped a lot of churches over the years and organizations over the years. So I can kind of be that voice to say, you know, here's the process we've used. Um, you can do it the way you'd like, but this has really worked well for us here at this ministry. And so they're always so grateful to know they don't have to spend hundreds of hours writing this up or coming up with a plan. And we just kind of give that process and a system for it. Very cool. Yeah. So, and as you wrapped up with what you do with the consulting, it reminds me, um, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Right. We yeah. can we we can take somebody else's. Maybe we put it a little different, maybe put a different hubcap on it. So so it fits us, our personalities a little bit better. But you've got a system in place. It works. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. obviously repeatable. Is is it is what you do, what you what you bring to save uh, a church? Can you bullet point it? Give, like give us a 10,000 foot view. What's that process look like for anybody that's yeah. listening and thinks, well, I just want a quick start on this mentoring yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, I say if you can have two or more people on a team leading the way, that is super helpful because you want to be praying the whole way through. I know with every church that I've been at and helped um, start these mentoring ministries, prayer has been the number one priority. And so to do that by yourself can be hard and lonely. And so I just say grab one other person and find a team member that you can really pray this through, dream with, talk with you know, plan together. And so maybe it's eight people, maybe it's two people, but whatever the size of your organization or church, you know, depending on that size, I would find at least some other people to do this with and lead this with. Um, and so prayer is the foundation. And then I would say, um, start thinking about who are the mentors? Who do you see as those potential mentors out there? Those with the qualities you're looking for, those who have maybe walked with the Lord longer and doesn't have to be so much about your age. You don't have to be 55 and plus. You know, I've worked with a lot of women in their 20s that have mentored others and, and they can do it. And, you know, you really need a relationship with the Lord and, and be able to have a relationship with others. And so really you need someone to kind of start recruiting mentors and looking for those people and speaking into them because the number one thing they are feeling is that they're not qualified. They're not worthy to do this. What do they have to offer? You know, they just, they, they just don't feel like they have what it takes. And so if you can have a couple people or one person just speaking into those that are potential mentors saying you can do this, I think that's really key. 
And then you want to start, you know, sharing about this and, and inviting mentees. Are there, are there mentees out there that want this? And the majority of the time, you're going to have an influx of all these women and men saying, yes, I want a mentor because they are out there and they do. That's a, a very big need right now. And so usually that's you have a lot more mentees than you do mentors even because there's such a great need. And then somehow you want to connect them. And so we give ideas for how to do that. We're even working on a software that you can do that even manually or your team can do it. You know, you pray over these applications that they would fill out and um, decide who would be a good pair, you know, and help them find each other. And maybe they already have someone in mind and you don't even have to help in that process. And that's really great. But oftentimes these people don't know who to ask. They, they're afraid to ask. And so they need someone just kind of being that middle person saying, I think this person would be a great fit for you and begin meeting. And then we have tools that we can put in their hands. We have mentoring guides that 12 different sessions and questions to ask each other and get to know each other and then ways to encourage each other and then really steps in how to pray. It's a process and, and principles of how to pray together and really learn more about God and take every concern that you have to the Lord together. And I tell you what, at the end of that prayer time, it's like we are both so refreshed and so encouraged and so believing that God can do anything. And we've seen him do miracles in our lives because prayer has really been the foundation of that time together. And so we also have evaluations that, you know, maybe you're six, six weeks into this and or six sessions in and you want to just talk through, you know, how is this going and is this working and do you still want to keep doing this? So we have evaluation forms at the end of even the 12 sessions and um, we have ideas for the team to follow up with and continue to have, you know, maybe some topics to talk about with your mentors. So we kind of give all those ideas of how to do this all along the way. Love it, love it, love it. So what I heard, and I'm now I'm going to condense it. Um, pray, yeah. Then identify, and and part of that identifying probably is through the prayer. Like, right. Lord, who, you know, who 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 would you have serve in this capacity? Uh, right. So pray, then identify the mentors, and then you have to recruit them and and speak into them. So pray, identify, recruit, um, and then invite. Share what you're doing and invite mentees. Yeah. Yep. And as mentees start come up, start to come up, then there's a, the connection process, right, and there's a lot right. to, that goes into that. Yep. And once they're connected, provide the tools, and then there's a feedback loop. So right. we, where, where we evaluate, or where you yeah. evaluate, yeah. And you by following well. these steps, we, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And usually like a church, if they do this, we encourage like launch in the fall, maybe have a celebration in the spring and have testimonials and share what God's been doing. So really the full group can hear and then new people can come in and hear, wow, I want to be a part of that. You know, maybe take a little break over the summer and launch something again in the fall, you know, kind of keep that going and tweak it, you know, if you want to change it up in a certain way, I've worked with a church that's done this for eight years and, you know, every fall they tweak it a little bit and change it up and try something new. And that's the fun of it. You know, the creativity in it. relationships are never the same and it's not just one right way to do this. And your church might look really different than the next church, you know, the size, the demographics, all of that. So you want to look at all those pieces and, and do it the way God has made you and what your culture is like. And I think that's the fun of it. Very cool. Yeah, given, you know, the, the whatever organization, having the freedom to tweak, to fit the personalities, to fit what they're doing, uh, yeah. I think is key because then they can buy in, right? Everybody can yeah. say, this is 
this isn't Nancy's program anymore. This isn't our program. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, and, and as, I, as I prep for this, well, first, um, looking at the name of your business, More Mentoring, and yeah. M-O-R-E is capitalized, right. is that what, what's... Unpack the more part of yeah, this for me. That has a story to it. You know, Good. when God, God called me to start this ministry, it was on a specific day in February 1st of 2014. I'll never forget the day. I was sitting on my couch just on a Saturday morning, having time with my Jesus and not expecting anything to happen, not even asking him. I was just worshiping him and spending time with him. And it was as if he showed up on that day and plopped right down next to me on that couch and was speaking into my life and saying, I'm mm -hmm. calling you to start a ministry. And, and my Bible was open to Ephesians 3.20. And that verse says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so I looked at that word more and, you know, I had been mentoring some women at that time and uh, some young moms actually, and I just wanted more for them. You know, I knew they were barely surviving in this season of life. And most young moms with young kids are, you know, it's hard and you're pouring so much out. I remember that season in my life, you know, um, you're giving, 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 and you're not getting a lot back. And so I was seeing them surviving, but I really wanted them thriving, you know, experiencing the fullness of what God had for us. And, you know, Jesus came to give us that abundant life and life to the full. And I just was desiring that for them. So that word more was really important. And then I just sat there and asked the Lord on that day, what does more stand for? You know, if, if I'm to start this ministry, if it's to be called more, what would it stand for? And he gave me these words mentoring. First word is mentoring. M is for mentoring. And then I looked at the word O and I didn't, I said, Lord, I don't really know what, you know, I prayed quite a while over that word. What would be for O? And I looked down, you know, and Ephesians three was right there, but then Ephesians four had the word one in it, like in unity, one and unity, like 11 times or something like that, an incredible number of times. And I just thought, wow, the power of one-on-one, -on -one. You know, mm. one person caring about another person. I have seen that be so impactful, even greater than a group setting. You know, they pour out their hearts and they'll say the hard things when it's one-on-one -on -one versus a bigger group. And so one-on-one -on -one was the O. And then R, those relationships, we just say we're by relating authentically. So those two words go hand in hand. Relationships are super important and especially when they're authentic and real. And then E, encouragement and prayer go hand in hand mm -hmm. as well. Prayer is the very foundation of this ministry. And really the encouragement comes through the prayer time. And we all need encouragement. So I think E is such an important um, word, that encouragement. I just think we all need it. Encourage is to put courage within another person. And sometimes that's exhortation, you know, speaking the truth in love. Sometimes it's just calling out, you know, the good that you see in them. Maybe it's just a word of saying, you are a really great mom and I'm so proud of you. You know, just some words that would encourage another person, but always praying together. And that's just the key where prayer focused mentoring. And so he gave me those thoughts on that day. And um, it's it stayed true to, you know, all these years later, we're going to celebrate 10 years in February 1st of 2024. So we're excited about that. Well, hey, congratulations. That's a, that's a huge milestone you have coming up. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, the, I just want to touch on the one, one-on-one. -on -one. 
Yeah. Because it's, it seems well, the, the, the group dynamic can be very powerful. It can be very beneficial as you draw out, as we learn from everybody, right? And we get the, the kind of the, the group think and the, the mind of the, the collective. Yeah. Um, but I think if we, and I, this is, these aren't original thoughts, just thinking of what I learned through my involvement with uh, CBMC and discipleship operation, Timothy, you know, like spiritual reproduction, it's a one-on-one relationship. And some folks may think, well, that's, you're only affecting one person, but when you, but if we're equipping them, like as you mentor so that they can mentor mm-hmm. and this duplicate, the, the process of duplication just gets, it's so powerful. And in a very, yeah. in a very short amount of time, you've really changed the world. Yeah, it's true. And that's our goal. We want to impact the world and make a, a great difference. And it is the one by one by one and the multiplication, the ripple effect investment. You know, that one little drop goes out and it has a ripple effect and it reaches many. I've seen that. You know, the very first lady, the mom that asked me to be a mentor years ago, um, and I didn't know what I was doing and I was so scared. I didn't know what she was going to ask of me. I just, you know, I invited her over to my house. I said yes and didn't have a clue what to do. And I had this stack of Bible studies and books I thought she'd want to go through. And she didn't want any of that. She just wanted a relationship with me and she wanted to sit and talk and share and pray. And it was the most beautiful thing and the, really the most freeing thing for me to say, wow, that was not hard at all. I can do that. And I actually really enjoyed it. And it was fun. And I got a lot out of it too. And it wasn't just me pouring out. It was like together we were refreshing each other. Um, but I've watched this young lady. Her name is Sarah. I have watched her mentor so many other people in other ministries and Mm. she's led things and she, she's impacted probably hundreds of people. And that was one life, you know, and I think about that and it just brings me so much joy because she goes back and says that time together in those early stages is what really changed her life and gave her confidence to make a difference in other people's lives. That is so amazing. And what a beautiful story. And it just, it goes to, just hopefully solidifying all of our hearts. We don't know. We don't know the impact that we're having. Yeah. So you, you, you impacted one mm-hmm. who's impacted many. So as you, you know, I, it, the perfect analogy is this ripple effect, this ripple analogy, which I talk about quite a bit. Um, as I work with business owners that as, as we get them, their head up out of the weeds of getting, you know, all the chaos and complexity of running a business. When we get, get them out of that and get them working on the business, then they're able to have this positive impact, right? On their, on their employees, on their suppliers, on the attendant that they stop, you know, at the gas station on the way home, whoever. And it's yeah. just this ripple effect. So similar, similar to your mentoring, I think. Yeah. Um, hmm. So you mentioned moms. So you start, well, and I'm just going to shift gears a little bit or a lot. Yeah. What were you before 2014, February 1st? Yeah. What, what were you doing prior to that? Yeah. Well, I was very involved in leadership in a ministry called Moms in Prayer International. I don't know if you've heard that. Um, The founder is actually my own mentor, personal mentor, and I love her so much. And she's had a great impact on me. So it's mothers who would come together and pray for their children in schools every week. And so I got involved in that ministry when our very, um, our oldest daughter went to kindergarten. And so it's been 27 years now since I've been a part of this ministry. And so praying together with moms and seeing the power there is in coming together And we just saw so many answers to prayer. I know my kids are just a bundle of answered prayer because 
I have watched God do a mighty work in their lives. And it's not been me, you know, as a mom, it's been God doing it. And so um, I love that ministry and I'm still involved in it. And it had a great impact on me. So I was serving in that. Um, and then the Lord pulled me out of that ministry to serve in um, a ministry all about evangelism. And so for one year, actually 11 months, I was an assistant to an evangelist, Nick Hall. I don't know if you know him from Pulse. Um, he's well known around the world. And my one goal when I worked that those 11 months was to set up a meeting with him and Billy Graham. And it happened. And so as his assistant, I got the two of those two together. And I was just so happy that that could happen. And I saw really the ripple effect of Billy Graham having an influence on Nick Hall. And I got to be a part of that as I was his assistant and came along him. But also at the end of those 11 months, I knew God was calling me to something else. I wasn't supposed to sit behind a desk all my days. I am a people person. I am a leader. I knew that, but I knew those 11 months were preparation for what was to come. So when I ended those 11 months, I just took some time to spend with the Lord. And I had, oh, it was 2012 to 2014. So that was two years of my kids were all off in high school and are out of the house. And so I just had all day long to be with Jesus and to sit with him. And I saw him pull people out of my life even. And it's like, huh, where did those friends go? You know, it was just an interesting season of where did everybody go? <laughs> but I feel like God pulled me aside and it was this consecration two years of setting me aside and preparing me for what was coming. And I didn't know what was coming. I knew that there was a calling on my life. I knew that he was using me um, and I didn't know what it was to look like but I knew I had a passion for moms and a passion for prayer. And so I just said, Lord, here I am. Here I am. However you want to use me, I'm available and whatever that looks like. And so when he called me on 2014 on that day, I just said, okay, you're asking me to start a ministry. I don't know what to do. I, I, what does that look like? You know, but it was so interesting because I counted up the people that I felt like he pulled out of my life during those two years. And it was 13 friends close mm. friends that just kind of went silent. And, you know, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying, I think God just really wanted me all to himself for those two years. But the cool thing was after the calling on February 1st, he put 13 young moms in my life in that year. And he said, Nancy, here you go. Just start doing what I'm asking you to do. Love them, listen to them, encourage them, pray with them. But here's your 13. And so I had a whole year of just pouring into 13 moms, you know, so it's just so fun to watch this now because I didn't know it at, back then what he was doing. I was kind of like stunned, like where, where are all my friends? But God was preparing me. And the number 13, it was just so interesting, a replacement and people to invest in is what he wanted for me to be doing. That is amazing. And in so many ways, but I'm curious for you in this season of being set aside, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that's not, it's not an easy place to be for most from what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I say that with a chuckle from what I understand, like there's times in my life when I felt like, well, there, surely you've got, there's more than this. Yeah. Um, so how did you, Walk us through that. What was that like for to, to be on the sidelines, so to speak, for right. two years? Yeah, it was interesting because it really felt like, in a way, a wilderness. 
And when I look at Jesus' life, like the Spirit led him into the wilderness, and he was willing to go into the wilderness for those 40 days. And for me, it was two years, and I didn't know how long it was going to be. I had a lot of questions. And in that season, we were living in Minnesota, and God specifically spoke into my heart. He was moving us to Colorado. But that was years earlier. And so that was like 1996. He put on my heart. He was moving us to Colorado. And do you know how many years it took for us to get out here? It was 18 long years. And so I watched and I waited and I had hope that if God said it, he'll do it. Um, I memorized Romans 4, 19 and 20 um, about God. Um, oh, now it's not even coming to me. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I put my name right in this verse. Yet Nancy did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in her faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. So I clung to that verse. And I just said, Lord, if you have a call on my life, if you want us to move, I believe you're speaking it and I will wait on you. And so I just think in the waiting, there's something really sweet and um, my relationship with the Lord got so deep and so strong in the waiting because my faith had to grow. I had to trust him. I had to rely on him because nothing around me was saying, giving any evidence that this was going to happen or it was going to come true. But I trusted in my God and in his um, voice. And I know he speaks to me and I trust his voice. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that was awesome. And, and it reminded me, I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, the Kingdom King's Council, Riley Meeks. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, uh, they do an awesome job, faith-based. But they're talking about this, this the season of waiting and how it's not a season of, of inactivity. It, right. It's a season of fervent prayer. And so yeah. as you described your time there, I got the sense that there was definitely there was communication happening between you yeah. and the Lord. And so just oh, this absolutely. staying in touch and constantly checking in, praying without ceasing, right? That's so totally all day long. I mean, all day long, like no one was in the house. I would sit on that couch and it was me and Jesus all day long. And I'm so grateful for that time because you don't, that's not every season, you know, there's times where the work has to get done, but I wasn't working. I, I didn't really know what God was doing, but I just had so much time with him and it was fervent prayer, but it also was enjoying him. And I just loved being with him. Mm -hmm. So my love relationship, I, I, I just fell in love with Jesus, you know, all over again. It wasn't about me doing, I was just with him and just a sweet, sweet season of that. <laughs> and I, so I just, just hearing that, I wish that for all our listeners, I wish that for everybody <laughs> listening, that you experience that oneness uh, is what comes to mind. The word oneness yeah, with, yeah. with God. Um, so you've, you've mentioned many times that God told you, put on your heart, said to you, how do you hear? How do you hear from God? Yeah. You know, I love the verse that says the sheep know their shepherd's voice. And I think when we know God, when we know him, we know his voice. You know, it's just like my husband. I know him really well. I have an intimacy with my husband. I know his voice. Sometimes I even know what he's thinking before he even says it. You know, and when we're so close to God and we have that relationship with him, it's like every cell in your body knows knows that he's speaking to you when he speaks. And so it's not, it's not ever audible. I haven't heard an audible voice, 
But when he speaks to me, I know it's him. And sometimes it's through his word. Oftentimes it's through his word, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's through a song or through a person or through, I'm just, you know, I was sitting on a mountaintop when I heard his voice, I'm calling you to move back here to Colorado. And so that was a specific, that wasn't in the Bible, you know, but that was, I, I just knew he was speaking that to me. And it's hard to describe because some people just wouldn't get that, but the more we know our God, the more we will know his voice. Yeah. So it's um, knowing his voice is, is part of it. But then you also mentioned that you can hear his voice in from multiple modalities. I don't know if that's the right word, but um, you mentioned hearing his voice sometimes, well, oftentimes in the word, in yeah. the Bible, um, yeah. in, a, in song. Uh, yeah. Uh, which makes sense uh, you know, uh, that it would be g- music is God's gift. So why wouldn't he speak to us through, right. through songs through other people, um, mm-hmm. which, is, which is interesting. So when you think, think of you know, the word, that's pretty easy to think, Oh, that's from God. And then when you're sitting on a mountaintop and you suddenly have this impression, Hey, I'm calling you back to Colorado or you're yeah. on your sofa on February 1st. And he's like, you need to start this more man, the mentoring. Yeah. That those impressions, like that's from God, but it's interesting that when you hear from other people and you when you hear in songs, you also can discern at that time, yeah, that it's God speaking. Well, it's so fun. I mean, I I have I journal a lot because I I just have to write these things down because it just happens so often. You know, I was in a season probably even like almost a year ago where I was like. Um, just kind of a darker, discouraging season of God, are you done with me? You know, are you done? Am I, am I finishing up this call in my life? I just was kind of wrestling with this. And um, he gave me a song on that very day that I asked that question. And the song was, I'm not finished with you yet. You know, so it's just been moments like that. Um, Also, when, when God first asked me to start this ministry, three different people spoke into my life that I was going to start a ministry. And one of them knew me well. One hardly knew me at all. The other one didn't know me at all. But all three of them, I feel like, were these prophets that just spoke into me and said, Nancy, God's calling you to start a ministry. And so he uses people, I think, to confirm what he's already spoken. Mm -hmm. And just to show us that, you know what, that wasn't just in your head. I'm saying this even through other people and they're confirming it. And I always go back to him and say, God, was that just me coming up with that idea? Because I don't ever want to just say, oh, that was God and be flippant about it. I really want to go back often and say, can you confirm it? Would you tell me again? Show me in your word. Was that really from you? And so often he does like his word is living and alive. And there's been so many times he takes me to the exact verse that just confirms what he just spoke into my heart. And so I trust his word. I trust his voice through his word. And and really, any way he wants to speak to me, I'm, I want to be listening for those confirmations as well. That's, yep. Yeah, um, I'm silent as I, as I just kind of process all that. Um, The con- the confirming part, I think, is is a big part of it because we'll um, we let our humanness get in the way. Like, yeah, that must be from God. Because and and it's it's you know, no, that was from Todd. <laughs> that was <laughs> yep. wrong. Again. It is. I know. Got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. You mentioned, uh, as you were uh, sharing that, you mentioned um, Ken being in this season of, I think the word you, like darkness. And if I'm doing the math right, you're somewhere in year eight, between year eight and being year nine in this business. So it's not brand new. You've done some things with this business. You've seen the results. And yet you still hit the season of darkness. And the reason I'm curious about that is as a, you, it's it's a ministry, but it's it's a business, right? It's it's mm-hmm. a it is it's an entrepreneurial endeavor, and a lot of us hit these seasons where it's like is so describe that because as, as I'm talking to you, you're passionate about what you're doing, you're you're mm-hmm. joyful about it, you're you're you're, you know, you're you're light and cheerful about it, but obviously very serious about it, and yet you hit this point where you're questioning, what oh, am I even supposed to be here anymore? Can right. we just talk about that? Yeah. Well, I'd love to speak to all those leaders out there because I think we've probably all been through it and we all have those seasons of, am I still called to this? You know, it's tiring. It's hard work. There's change. There's people that leave your team. You know, you have to hire new people. And I mean, being a leader is hard. And I'll just say that up front. And it's not always just easy. And there's not always just immediate answers to prayer. There's this there's this going to battle and really fighting for. And um, it, God, if you if you are still in this, I will do this. And I know that you will answer prayer. And I know you'll bring the right people. And I know you'll give us what we need. But it's not always immediate. And, and so there is this wrestling. And I think there's a testing. And there's a being conformed to his image. And without you know, having to persevere and endure, we don't have the character and the hope and all of that, mm-hmm. that in James, it promises we'll have. And so I think the testing and the suffering and the hard things really do build our character and make us stronger and take our faith deeper. And I've seen that in my own life. You know, there's there's still things I'm asking the Lord for and still questions I have, and I need his answers. I need his help. And so I don't think it's all, you know, ever going to just be, oh, I have it all together. I have it all figured out. Then I wouldn't need God and and it'd be all about me. And so I think he wants us so reliant on him and we know we are nothing without him and we definitely desperately need him. And so I just want to stay at that place of neediness and, and knowing I can't do this on my own. Wise, fantastic words. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so coming up on the 10 year anniversary, as you look ahead, what's in store for more mentoring? What's your vision for the future? I'm so glad you asked because I am super excited. You know, this ministry started out with my heart being for moms. And so that was my focus because it was really this, God called me to this and this is who's around me. He's put these 13 moms in my life. I'm going to step into whoever God's put in my life. And then the more I started working with churches, they wanted it to be for all women, you know, not just for moms, all women at the church needed it. And then we began to hearing men need this too, you know, and, and children need mentors. And so we are moving into a place that I don't know how it all is all going to look, but God is confirming men, women, children, teens, young adults, you name it. We are opening wide the doors. We're taking off the roof. We're kicking those down and saying, God, whatever you want to do, we are here. And we want anyone and everyone to have mentors and we believe they're needed. And so we're all about mobilizing mentors. And my dream is to mobilize 1 million mentors um, because I've heard just recently that in one year, One million young people are leaving the church today. And so what if, and I've also heard that the number one thing they're longing for is a mentor. 
They aren't necessarily looking for the building or the organization or a place to go to. They want a person that they can go to and talk about the hard things and learn from. Um, and what if 1 million mentors were to rise up and say, yes, I'm willing to step in and come alongside, especially this younger generation that is really desperate for Jesus and they may not even know it, but mm -hmm. they want they want something that's real. And so I wrote a book called Mentoring Made Real because I've just heard that word so much. They want real. They want a real relationship. They want someone who is real with them, but they want to know a real God that really cares about what they care about. And they don't often see that in the church, which is sad, but um, I think mentors can be the church. That's what we're called to do. We're called to go and make disciples and we are the church, you know? And so, yeah, I get excited when I think about that. Can you tell? <laughs> I I can tell immediately your energy went up and yeah and and it sounds like you know, I'm I'm thinking of uh, Blackaby's book Experiencing God. Yes. It sounds like you've been given a God sized vision. This isn't a Nancy yeah. sized vision. This it is a is. huge thing you're you're headed towards. I know. I know. It is. I, I love that book. That book has had a great impact on my life. I was reading through that back in that two-year timeline of, of quiet waiting. That was my book I was leaning into. So yeah, I do feel like God's in this. I think it's his heart that we build these relationships, that we walk alongside each other, that we have connection. I think that's just a key word today. You know, there's such a disconnect. We're all on our phones. We're on social media and we, mm -hmm. we aren't connected, truly connected to each other. And I just want to be a voice that says we need each other. Let's sit down across from each other and look each other in the eyes. Let's talk. Let's encourage each other. Let's pray together and see what God can do in our relationships. Agreed. The connect. Yeah, agreed. So as we... For anybody listening that wants to learn more about what you do, get involved in mentoring, bring mentoring to their church organization, what's the best way to find you and get in touch with you, Nancy? Yes. Well, we have a website, morementoring.org, and you can go on there. You can click contact and you can reach out to me on there and I will re respond to you. And we have tools, we have training, we have a community you can come be a part of. So we have this continual workshops and training we do in there. And so we just, we want to put everything we can into your hands to make it so easy and yet so powerful. And that's just our desire um, in simplicity, but yet watching God do amazing things. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for, for sharing the location. Uh, before you go, if you would leave us with one important or impactful question that we ought to be thinking about. Hmm. I would say, can you say to the Lord, here I am, I'm available, use me. Because those are the words I said to God way back when, when I was a young mom with four little kids at my feet and I was overwhelmed and I didn't have a mentor. And I said, Lord, if you want to use me to encourage others, here I am, I'm available, use me. And those are my words. And so I just encourage all of you out there, whatever sphere of influence you have, can you say those words to God? the God of the universe who can do anything. He's able to do the immeasurably more through you because of his power at work through you. So simply just, are you willing to say, here I am and watch what God will do? Absolutely love that question. Thank you. Nancy, thank you so much for being here today. This thank you. Amazing. It was My an pleasure. honor to be with you. I appreciate it, Todd. Cool. Listeners, thank you for being here as well, for tuning in wherever you may be. 
Before you go, please remember, whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.